Welcome to the Shift Spotlight Podcast. I'm Winter, your host and co-founder of The Shift Spot. We are business transformational experts that help business owners and CEOs shift from working in the business to working on the business. My partner, Ken Paskins, and I specialize in helping visionaries achieve breakout results and scale with ease. We say here at the Shift Spot, shift happens, and we believe our knowledge, skill set, and support will help you design your business to give you the freedom and balance you deserve. Also, the Shift Spotlight is always looking for podcast guests, so go to theshiftspot.com and click on podcast. We'd love to have you. Hey, everybody, it's Winter with the Shift Spotlight, and today we are here with Richard Brock, and he can be found at onboardlegal.com. We are going to get into what Richard does, but before we do, Richard, welcome to the show. Thank you, Winter. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, so I'd like to start out with a little bit of fun. Is there is there a fun fact that you can tell us or something that is something interesting that maybe everybody doesn't know about you? Well, let's see. Um, This is interesting to me. I don't know if it'd be interesting to anybody else, but um, I have always thought, and and I think this is accurate, that uh, if I did not have to work and make money for a living, um, I would be a high school football coach and history teacher. I think that would just be a a, a whole lot of fun and a great way to spend a life. So pretty cool fact actually <laughs> yeah I, I'm, unfortunately you know my, my expenses exceed uh the amount of money that I think I could make doing that which is why right. I didn't go down that path but I, I did I did think about it and, and I still think it would be a lot of fun yep 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 I love it okay that's awesome so you're in the legal world you're what we call an attorney that has turned into an entrepreneur um I should have been an attorney I'm glad I wasn't an attorney, but man, um, you know, I've been in the luxury real estate market for for 25 years and can't nobody, including attorneys, quote my contract, quote real estate contracts better than me. So um, why don't you tell our listeners at a high level what it is that you do? Sure. So uh, so I'm I'm the founder and CEO of Onboard Legal. We are an executive search firm and consulting company for the legal industry. And and basically what that means is we serve law firms and corporate legal departments um, really, really all across the country. And they engage us and hire us usually when they want to add talent to their firm. Typically, that's partner level, more senior level lawyers who have a client base. They also come to us for strategic consulting. And we also work with law firms on mergers and acquisitions, which is a for anybody who's in the legal industry, yeah, that's a that's a big, big thing these days. There's, there's a lot of consolidation going on and we we get involved in, and help facilitate those deals. So how did you get in this direction? So you were an attorney previously. What kind of law did you practice? I was a litigator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was it was one of those things uh, growing up. My father was a lawyer, so I always assumed that that's what I wanted to do. And that was the plan. And I went to I went to college with the plan of becoming a lawyer. And then, of course, I went to law school, obviously, with the plan of becoming a lawyer. And the plan worked uh, exactly the way it was supposed to work until after I'd been practicing for about two years. And then I realized this was not what I needed to be doing for the next 40 years of my life. So 
then that begged the question, well, after, you know, three years of law school and, and two or three years of practicing, if you're not going to be a lawyer, what are you going to do? Uh, and I had an opportunity to get into this business, to get into the, to the legal search business. Um, and that's, that's what started me on my path. And then after uh, I worked for some, for another company for uh, a few years, and then I started my own business uh, in this industry, uh, which is what I've been doing ever since. Yeah. So that that's interesting how that all happened. You know, I, I have a lot of relationships with attorneys and the litigators are the ones that specifically they either figure it out really quickly. This is not what I want to do. Or they, you know, they're in it for 20, 30 years and they go, I've lost my entire life and I don't know why I have done this for as long as I have. Um, do you ever watch Suits? Like I'm, I'm finishing it up. Oh, but sure. I, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Okay. So me and my husband were saying like, the top three things that they say in suits over and over is like when you pin them against a corner, it's like, what do you want? <laughs> you know, they're like, because like they'll come, they'll pin them against a the corner and they'll say, okay, what do you want? And then the other one is with all due respect. And that's quickly followed by something of disrespect. Wow. Um, and then the third one is if it's all the same to you. And we like literally watch those three things. <laughs> But it's funny because on the show, you see these like litigators, you see these attorneys working like well into the night hours all the time. Right. So I can understand why you didn't take that path and decided to move to the entrepreneurship route. Well, and the thing is, you know, but but they, there are some there are some lawyers, particularly litigators uh, who just love it. They just yeah, they just thrive on it. Like like, right. you know, the suits example, you know, Lewis Litt, you know, he was, yeah. a, you know, he was a character who just who just lived it and breathed it. And, and there yeah. are lawyers like that. And those are the lawyers who should be practicing law. Right, uh, exactly. You know, I mean, just they've the, got a they've got a, a true set. passion for it. Right, and, and it's a skill set. Yeah. So what I've learned about like law firms, and and again, my experience is is pretty. I have a lot of clients that are attorneys. I've I deal with a lot of law firms, but what I've learned or what I've seen maybe is that. When business is good, they bring on a bunch of attorneys. And then when, you know, things start getting tight and the buckle needs to be reined in a bit, um, their way of managing the firm is they let a lot of people go. And then the business picks back up again. And then they're scrambling to get attorneys again. I saw on your website, you say, you know, when the attorneys stay and grow, everyone wins. And so when you're dealing with firms and what you do in that example that I just gave you, how do you help these firms kind of like maintain their attorneys so they're not bringing them on, getting rid of them to, you know, rein the cost and rein the overhead in and then having to go find new ones and hire them back? Because what they don't realize is long term, that's costing them a whole lot more than it would be to keep them through the rift. So talk to us about that. Yeah, so so a couple of thoughts on that. One is I do think law firms have gotten a lot smarter about that. In the in the Great Recession, you know, now what 13, 14 years ago, it is true that law firms across the country really laid off a lot of attorneys, particularly associates who are who are usually younger lawyers, you know, more recently out of law school. But then when the economy picked back up, they found themselves in a real bind. You know, they, right. they had a lot of work that needed to be done. But not enough, not enough lawyers, and the and the associates are typically you know worker bees. They they didn't have enough people to do the work, so they have learned from that. A lot of law firms have gotten a lot better. They they will still conduct some layoffs, but it doesn't seem to be nearly to the extent that it was back then. I think law firms have gotten better about a more balanced approach. 
The other thought about that is we, you know, we we will place associates with our law firms, with our law firm clients, when that if that's what they want us to do. Most of what our law firm clients want us to do, and where we spend probably seventy five percent of our efforts, are on finding partner level lawyers who have books of business. So even if the economy is down, and even if they are laying off some lawyers. If we can bring them a, you know, a senior level lawyer who's got, you know, a million dollar, two million dollar or more book of business, they're going to be interested in that lawyer, regardless of what's going on, because that's, you know, he or she is bringing revenue to the table. So right. it's a different, right. you know, it's a, it, that's a that's a different type of hire than hiring a worker be associate. Right, right, right. So then where do they go wrong? Like, so they obviously need to bring on that hire to help stabilize the business, where do you typically see them make mistakes that end up having to lead down that path? Well, it's not necessarily a mistake. I mean, I mean it certainly it certainly can be. It can be right. a replacement, but it's much more often it's an addition. So an you know, if it, 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 it's sort of like in the corporate world, it's like, okay, if you can hire a really, really, really high-end salesperson mm. who is going to bring you a million dollars, two million dollars in revenue at, at, you know, somewhat minimal risk and risk is always subjective, but a somewhat minimal risk. You know, most companies are going to want to do that, you right. know, even, even if they didn't have the, you know, they didn't have that person before, even if it's not a replacement. It's like, look, if I hire this person, they're going to be they're going to bring revenue to the table for me. And that right. is and that's really what partner level lawyers with, with a client base will do. Obviously they're bringing legal acumen, but equally, if not more importantly, they're bringing clients, they're bringing revenue to the table. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So let's shift gears and let's talk a little bit about your, your particular company and how you've been managing it. Cause what we do here at the shift spot and the shift spotlight is we're all about like CEOs strengths as well as their weaknesses to help other CEOs and founders and co-founders not make the same mistakes that we all did when we were starting out our company. So do you have sure. a leadership team that like you that manages staff for you or are you the go-to guy for your staff? You know, I I, I would say so so my my company is 12. There's there, 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 there's there's 12 employees, you know, not you know W2 employees, not not right. counting you, right. you know 1099s and, and there's some of those as well. Um I would I would say it's interesting you asked me this because one of the things uh, we are currently working on is sort of tightening up our org chart because when we had say six employees it was pretty easy for me or for one of my one of my colleagues to you know to 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 wear all hats as you as as you know as you start to as you start to ramp up and your team starts to get bigger you got to put some more structure in place <clears throat> and right. that's actually what we're working on right now. Yeah. I don't know if that answered your question. No, 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 it absolutely does. You know, um, Ken and I always talk and, and Ken is my partner, but um, we always talk about like the two things that tend to break businesses. It's a process and it's people. And typically you don't end up putting the process in place until you get the people <laughs> and you need the people to grow. But the process often gets, you know, established once you get the people. So I can absolutely see how, you know, you're growing your team and then you're needing to get those systems in, in place. So what's been the hardest part about running your business? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I would say 
the hardest part about about running our business is sometimes our clients it's kind of it's kind of funny this is gonna this is this is probably almost a universal sentiment but if our clients would listen to us <laughs> more yeah we, we you know we, we we feel like things would really uh would really go a lot more smoothly for them and for us yeah i would say uh, and 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 of course like like most businesses out there we have some clients who listen to us you know almost without exception and those tend to be the clients who with whom they hire the most lawyers from us which is what they're paying us to do uh right. we have the best working relationship with them and they're their their law firms are acquiring the most talent rather than the yep. ones who then our clients who push back on us right with right. every suggestion and every recommendation yeah you know it's funny you say that i had a, i had an attorney client one time and he was in corporate law <clears throat> and there was a um, a city pipe that ran under the corner of his house that was like you know it was protected by title insurance and so because he was an attorney, he decided to take the title insurance policy and make all these changes to it. And the real estate attorney is, avi is advising the buyer, who's a corporate litigator, not a real estate attorney, but a corporate litigator, not to make these changes to the title policy that way because it's going to actually void his policy. But he chose to do it anyways because he knew better, right? right. Now, nothing ever happened right. in that scenario. Nothing happened with the pipe and they, it didn't ever become a situation. But, you know... It's one of those things where it's like the best, sometimes the best thing you can do is take the advice from the professionals, right? And that's what you yeah. hire for, but often it's hard to get out of your own way. So I, I do think that's, you know, a common, a common thing. Right. Um, and, and certainly I know I'm, I'm as guilty of that as anyone. I, I mean, I think, I think we all are probably to an extent. I mean, I think most people who are, you know, who are, you know, relatively driven, relatively intelligent, there's a, there, there, there's a, there's a part of us who think that we have, if not all of the answers, then at least most of the answers. And, and I think yeah. you said it well, the, in the vast majority of instances, we would be better off listening to people who are who are experts in their given area. Yeah, yeah. So um, are you are you looking to scale your company? Are you looking to grow? Are you looking to maintain? Where are you in like your cycle? Yeah, oh, very much so. Yeah, we, 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 we are in, a, in an active growth mode. Um, right now, we are working in... 14 markets uh, across the country, and we want to double that in the next two years. Yeah, and I saw too that you said on your website that you have a goal of covering every significant legal market in the U.S. by 2025. So, how do you intend to do that? So, you know, it, it's it's a it's a combination of you know hard work, say you know you know business development, which I think is is more or less synonymous with sales or or, or close enough to be synonymous, at least in our world. Um, it's, you know, you know, hard work on the sales business development front, uh, as well as marketing. And there are, you know, and there's a, there's a couple of ideas that we are in the process of implementing uh, marketing wise. Gotcha. Um, so if you had to do it all over again, you're, you're in a growth phase, you're, you know, the CEO and you are, you know, running the business. If you had to go back to your younger self when you were just starting out and making a lot of mistakes along the way, what advice would you give your younger self or your less experienced self in, in how to run a business or what mistakes would you change? It's kind of like, you know, 
I would have invested a bazillion dollars in 2012 buying all the real estate in the world because hindsight, <laughs> sure. that, that was the bottom and nobody rings the bell at the bottom, you know, but, but like, if you could do it all over again, what would you give, what advice would you give to your younger self? Sure, sure. Well, I mean, you know, needless to say, I, I've made more mistakes than I can count. Um, yeah. But I think that's just I, I, I think that's a part of it. Well, starting starting right there, I, I would have probably been a little kinder to myself about the mistakes that I made uh, yeah. than, I, than I than I was when I was younger. But 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 putting that aside, you know, it's 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 such a it's almost a cliche when people talk about. Hey, you know, the, the, the key to building a successful business is you have to have A players. You know, you got to have the right people surround yourself with individuals who are smarter than you are. But it's really true. I mean, I mean, it's really, really true. Um, I, I've, I've had you know, three or four different businesses that I that I've run that I've started and run. The business that I have now is the most fun because I have the best team. Mm -hmm. Everybody, everybody on my team is smart. They're capable. They're valuable to the organization. They are pleasant to be around. They fit, they, they, they fit our culture. And that doesn't mean that we don't have challenges because of course we do, but it just makes all the difference in the world. You know, mm -hmm. any, any situation that comes up, any problem, any opportunity, any, any challenge, a lot of times, I you know, I try to just sit back and listen and just and just don't even don't even talk because mm -hmm. most of the time, one or more of them is going to come up with some really really good ideas. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, and and that's that's really I mean if there's if there's one piece of advice I could give to any you know young or aspiring business owner, it's that you you it is just essential that you surround yourself with smart, talented people. And even if you're a solo entrepreneur, surround yourself with smart, talented people in the form of consultants, peer Coach, advisors, mentors, you, yeah. you, know, you know, podcasts like, you know, like, like, like yours, you know, books, videos. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of smart, talented people out there. And the more you can take advantage of that, the, the, the smoother your path is going to be. Right, right, right. Well, and speaking of books, you've got one coming out um, in first quarter next year. So tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking. Yeah. So, so uh, I wrote a book. It's called "Win the Talent Game." It is, it is, it is written to be a guide for uh, for lawyers and law firms who you, you know who who are in the in the lateral hiring business and it's really and it's really almost a business within a business for for law firms it, it, it's basically it's, it's it is intended to teach law firms how to hire high-end lateral candidates and it's also intended to serve as a guideline for those high-end lateral candidates who are considering making a move from you know firm a to firm b because of course it's a big deal for them i mean it's a it's a major event it's a major event in their in their career um, mm -hmm. So it's coming out uh, uh, first quarter of 2024, probably late January uh, or early February is, is what we're targeting with the publisher. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah. So, so your ideal demographic is going to be law firms, right? Um, yes. So anybody listening, 
if you have a law firm and you want to grow and you want to hire the right talent, right, that's that's your optimal candidate. Or if you're starting a law firm, get with you ahead of time so that they have those tools and, and skill set even before launching it. Right. Yeah, that's right. And, and I would add uh, another another target audience for us uh, is is, you know, actively practicing attorneys who are either considering making a lateral move or just want to know what that would look like. Because we do hear from a lot of attorneys who will tell us, you know, I'm not necessarily interested in making a move, but I'm kind of curious about if I did, what would that look like? You right. Know, what, what, you know, what, what could I expect? What are the pros? What are the cons? And I try to, I tried to cover that in the book. Okay. Awesome. All right. So again, you can be found at onboardlegal.com. It was such a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you, Winner. I really appreciate it. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. All right. Have a good day. You too. Thank you so much for listening to the Shift Spotlight podcast. If you are a service-based business owner, CEO, founder, or co-founder with under 10 years of experience, and you are in the trenches of growing your idea or business and want to bring your inspiring story of change, challenge, and success all while promoting your business and gaining exposure with a remarkable and influential network, we are actively searching for podcast guests who can share their journey. Please visit theshiftspot.com forward slash podcast to apply today. And if you are a listener, I'd love to give a shout out to your business, to our entire audience for free. All you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts or follow our newsletter by going to LinkedIn and searching The Shift Spot. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean the world to me and my team. We believe every person has a message that can positively impact the world, and we love our community who listens and shares our program. Together, we are empowering one another as shift leaders. Hit subscribe to be inspired and motivated. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you and your growing business. We will see you next time.